0: All right, so this past NBA season was one of the absolute craziest that we've ever seen in terms of players leaving their teams, uh, even if they were really successful. So besides all of the free agents leaving their teams, you know, Kohai, KD, Curry, that that crew. We're also <laughs> in the middle of a very crazy shakeup this past year with contracted players demanding that their teams trade them. And you know, we're talking Westbrook, George, AD, that 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 particular crew. If you were paying, you know, attention. With all that said, uh, one of the biggest discussions we're having right now has less to do with free agency and it has everything to do with who is the biggest contractor star right now that's going to be demanding a trade. From the team that they're on in the very near future. Let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. One, three. In with five seconds remaining. And why they matter now. This is the Upshot Podcast. All right, so today we're talking about uh who is going to be like getting off their team. Like and then that's it. It's it's right now we all feel a little bit safer because of the craziness that we've all experienced in the last little bit with the off season in the NBA. And the last, you know, not just the last few months in the NBA, but we're talking the last year and a half has been one of the craziest times in the NBA that we've ever seen in terms of players jumping ship. And I mean like How does a guy leave his team in 2018 right around the draft, go to the Raptors, Mm -hmm. and win the championship? And and that's what we're talking about right here. So when we're really digging into this, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unwrap. And that's what we're going to do on this version of the Upshot podcast. We're going to talk about which players out there right now are the most likely to leave their teams and the impact that that's absolutely going to have. So, Let's jump in and let's talk about this. The first big point that we have to talk about is you know what what's the difference between a final year of a contract versus multiple years on the contract left because the you know final year eh, that's different you know th- there's a lot going on there, but mm-hmm. with when you've got multiple years in your contract, you usually have to stir up a little dust yeah. to actually dig into that so you know, final year versus multiple years. What do you
1: think about that? Well, that's the biggest change that we've seen so far, right? That was the big difference between this season and last season is that you've got kind of starting with Kawhi. It's probably happened sporadically over the years before, but usually when players are asking for a trade or their own team is is looking to trade them, it's because they're in their final year of their contract, right? It's clearly not working out before this guy leaves. Let's go ahead and see what we can get back for him. Otherwise, we're just going to lose him in free agency, and it's done. Right now, what we're seeing, really, with two years ago with Kawhi, and now with AD, is asking to leave their contract when they've got more than a year left. It's the new NBA. That's right. That's the new NBA. It's
0: the new. And, and what do you think that is? Do you think players are getting smarter? Um, is it a rule change? Like what? What's you know, bringing this on?
1: Well, for, from my standpoint, I think a big part of it is it's, 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 we're in the player empowerment area or era, for one, okay? But also is, it, it, players are smart, right? And so take Anthony Davis, for example. I mean, I don't agree with the way he went about it, and I think we're going to speak a little bit here in a bit about why Steve Kerr didn't agree with it either. But they know that you've got to get something for me. Right. We're not going anywhere. New Orleans isn't going anywhere. I may not even play. Right. You're worried about a holdout situation. Luckily, we didn't get there. That'd be pretty ugly. But um, they know you can get something for me. It ain't working out here. I'm, I want to jump ship and I want to jump ship now. Whether that's right or wrong, that can be debated.
0: I, and I think that's the interesting thing about the NBA is in football, you have these really uncomfortable holdout situations Mm -hmm. and not not that that's not present in the nba every so often but like most of the time right now at least what we're seeing in the nba is these these teams and the players work it out before you hit craziness Mm -hmm. um and and so that that's the thing you know final year versus multiple year we've got that Uh, i think the most interesting thing and and we cannot have a podcast (laughs) where we talk about um folks holding out and and, you know moving to different teams and and, you know not saying hey I'm not going to be a part of this contract anymore I need to get out of here we can't have the discussion without jumping into what the hell happened in Oklahoma this year (laughs) I I mean this this just blows me away and and I don't think it's a bad thing actually I I think that there's some really good things that happened for everybody involved in this but I think there was a couple minutes you know Or days, but there's a couple minutes where all of us are looking at Oklahoma and thinking this is a disaster for someone, and then by the time that all the dust had settled, it it felt pretty good. So, you know, with and you know, let's just let's just put a face on it or two faces actually. We're talking about Westbrook and Paul George, and so let's start. Let's just walk this through because in the in the you know conversation of free agents leaving before their time, we're talking about. Westbrook, first, Mm. you know, and what leads to this, and I I think this started with Katie. I think this started with Katie way back when, Mm. and maybe I'm wrong, Mm. but you know, I think that completely, and and to see what they've done in the past few years has been pretty amazing, considering what actually happened and how you know all the other variables came into it. But you know, Westbrook um, in that situation, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, at least amazing in the sense of the power that Westbrook had, but also what was their success? Yeah. They're, they're, a first, they're first round out. I mean, they, they've literally been, I think, first round out since KD left. Okay, they yeah. were competing when, when, uh, when, uh, when KD was there, but they've been first round out. And what I really think happened this past year is first round out, again, right? Westbrook is the, uh, the biggest thing in OKC. They protect him. He doesn't have to do media stuff. He's on a giant contract. Uh, and then Paul George is gone. They agreed to trade Paul George, and I think even before then there was some agreement or at least discussion between the front office and Westbrook of, you know what this isn't working out. And, 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 well, I think it, I think it even possibly
2: even goes further back than that. So if you think about old Thunder, and we say old Thunder, it's not even that old, but KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook all played on the same team in Oklahoma City.
0: And a then, lot of people and, forget about that. And then
2: you let you let James Harden go because at some point you got to you got to make a determination. Will they commit to those two guys? They commit to Westbrook and Durant. And they take them, perceivably, as far as they're going to go that year that they go to the Western Conference Finals, and then KD bolts for Golden State and becomes a massive heel like we talked about. (laughs) But then then you get Westbrook, and they get in that trail of several years of first round and done. And I think that's what – so they brought in Paul George, at least I think, to kind of at least establish and try to figure out whether they could have a second fiddle there and figure out whether they could make the next move. I think they probably determined that they could not and then once pg kind of yeah. felt the same way he made his move and then that's when the thunder went you know what rebuild it's yeah. time yeah and i think that's what they did
0: well and, and that's the thing like the the big player there for me is westbrook obviously mm-hmm. um, but you're right it's if you get into that whole conversation of what's the straw that broke the camel's back it's it is paul george finally saying you know no this is it yeah. and, and that's the thing As dedicated as i feel westbrook was to okc okay, is there anywhere to go From that point, I don't blame him. I I still, I still like. I'm still going to support this guy wherever he goes. I
3: I think the collapse feels bigger because I think Paul George staying with OKC uh, essentially against the Lakers was like the biggest win of the year, and it wasn't in a game. I mean, I think everyone knew he was going Clippers or Lakers. Everybody, and even when I heard the rumors, like Westbrook went out and you know gave him his spill. I'm like, whatever, dude's not staying OKC. We just saw Durant. Who's the hometown boy, leave. Right. You know, there's no way he's staying, and he does. So I think that the expectations maybe got a little unreal because in the West, if you think about it, was this year a flop? Was this year bad? Right. No. I mean, you got beat on a essentially a half-court shot at the buzzer to get knocked out, but I think people realize, you know, you – Maybe they overshot the expectations just because Paul George is there with Russell right. Westbrook. And, and, yeah, the biggest thing I think that I take away from this is obviously I think this is
1: the last big trade that's happened this this offseason, right? And and the first thing that happened was was PG going. And it, you have to look at this of who benefited here. This The sticker shock is if you're an OKC fan, oh, my God, right? We just lost Paul George. The and The bottom fell out of your franchise. Exactly. And then the guy that we planned on being here forever who's kind of a hero to us who we, we're going to let pretty much – have a giant hand in running the organization, has just asked to go, and we let them go too. But you've got to look at what they got back here. They got more back for Paul George, who's a guy who just had both shoulders operated on and has a rod in his leg, okay? They got back draft picks, first-round draft picks, and pick swaps till 2026. And so if you're Russell Westbrook and that just happens, okay, of course you're going to say, hey, look, you guys are clearly building for the future. Why don't you see what you can get for me too and let me out of here?
0: So I think that's interesting because as we get into talking about who's who's going to ask for a leave, we have to examine the situation in a big way. And so when you talk about what OKC got, because it's I think as a fan, sometimes it's hard to look at what you're getting in the future. It's hard to look at we, we're we going to have to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And what actually they did was pretty genius considering that they just let their greatest ticket sellers go. Yeah, I mean, the two guys that are selling the tickets are gone. And You know, you've got to convince fans that hey, something's on the horizon. And but what they've done is quite amazing. So like, I I want to walk through before we get into this because I think you know when you're talking about when a team has a player that walks up to them and says, "Uh, "I'm done. I know I've got multiple years, but you're not going to get the best of me in the next little bit unless you get unless you get rid of me for something." And this is the argument. So with OKC, I think this is a model that's going to play out several times in the NBA in the the very you know near future, especially the next ten to twenty years. So what exactly did OKC get?
1: I believe they got first round picks or pick swaps uh, with uh, the Clippers up until twenty twenty six, which essentially means I mean you're you're, now look. The flip side of that is. Whenever you're trading and you're getting that much back, you're looking at well the Clippers are going to be pretty good, right? I mean, you know, how great, yeah, right? How great are these picks going to be? But the kicker is, the Clippers only have guaranteed Kawhi and Paul George for two years. Two Two years. years they got player options after two years, and so look, I think they came away pretty good here. And you also have to remember look they got back Danilo Gallinari who's a pretty good role player as long as he can stay healthy pretty good player they got a guy who's one of the top rookies this year in Shea Gilgis Alexander a great player to already start building around okay and so I the the trick here with this is after the sticker shock did both of us actually come out
0: okay right so you know 2021 it sucks right I mean for OKC it sucks it's not the best sort of situation but after that there's a lot that can happen. You're building and you're getting players in on contracts you
1: can control for three or And four I think years. We're,
2: I think we're a little too be determined on OKC depending on what happens with Chris Paul. what do yeah. you What do you do with him? Can you get rid of him? Can you get rid of <laughs> him? Good, good sure. luck with
0: that contract right and if you can, what can you get back? Sure in the a, history a, of the NBA <laughs> in the history of the NBA, have you ever seen a team sitting so just so set up to rebuild and they've still got a bargaining chip? They've still got a guy in Chris Paul that they can get rid of, and it's not like a what they've gotten rid of already to get this to get to this situation. But they've still got someone on the team, by the way. And I love that Chris Paul is sitting in the middle of all this. And it's just, and we go back. By the way, if you haven't listened to our heels, you know, greatest heels of the NBA episode, you got to go listen to this. Uh, It's one of the episodes that's live right now. You can go check it out. Make sure you go listen to that. Chris Paul absolutely has a starring role in this, but. But you know he's going to be in the middle of a situation for at least a year, I think. Sure, where it's going to be monstrously yeah, bad.
1: Yeah. Again, the the difficulty with Chris Paul is is I would imagine if I had to guess the role Chris Paul was going to take off take on is, hey guys, I'm the leader. Let me show you how to win, which we've seen him
3: Wait, do. Quite has a bit. he done that before? Yeah, no, he does
2: that oh quite gosh. a bit. Oh my
1: gosh. Which is fine. The difficulty with trading Chris Paul is you need him to play really well. Uh, there's a chance he could play really well if he's healthy. Who's going to take on his contract? Who at the trade deadline this year, next year, is going to say, yeah, I'll pay this guy $44 and in a He couple could come years.
2: flop around in L.A. Yeah, when with he's, us.
1: When he's in his mid-30s, I'll pay him $44 million. The real difficulty with that is, yeah, I agree with you. It's a chip. Can you get rid of him? Can you right. get rid of him right. because of his contract? I, I, I don't
3: know if that's I think the, case. the sticker shock is a good term that you use, Nick, though, because the overall, OKC's, you know, nobody's perfect. Everyone's made mistakes, but I mean, like, You think about small market team in a decade plus of just solid teams. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could argue that maybe they keep Harden, trade Westbrook, or you know they lost Durant or whatever. But you're talking about a team that in the last decade plus has just been there every year, and in a small market team. So you know, if this is their first major rebuild, I think getting five first round picks and and moving on. Can you breathe? Could you have done better? Like, Like are they? They might not even be upset that they're paying. A terrible contract because of what they, they have coming room. in. Yeah, they right? have. The they room. can afford to do yeah. that. So yeah. while that would be awful on a contender, they know that's not realistic. Right. So I think it's a great start for them. Although, uh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want a contract like that if I was trying to win something now. But I, I, I think it's a great start, and I think uh, I got to respect what they've done to this point And you know, to be determined, I guess <laughs>
1: it remains to be seen. The, the final thing to say about Oklahoma City is that Sam Presti, who's the GM there, if you look at the moves he's made by. You, you, the guy drafted uh, what or he was part he got he had kd on his team he drafted westbrook Drafted James Harden. That's a pretty damn good job. When Not too with, with three of the best players in the NBA, yep. then he loses them, and he still finds a way to compete. Finds a way to bring Paul George into a mid-market team and get him to sign a max contract yeah. in that mid-market. That's team. the craziest part of the whole it, deal. It is. Yes. He, he signed he max, but look, it didn't work out. But look what he's done to rebuild for the future. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yep. He doesn't I, I, get he doesn't get the well picks run, without getting Paul exactly. George
3: back. He's he literally franchise. won five It's five about run. assets,
0: right? Yep. Yeah, it's one of the best run franchises out there. Absolutely, I agree. There's no way. I mean, like guys. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Oklahoma City. Mm. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, and I Listen, for all our – Oklahoma. we just lost the Oklahoma City listeners. No, but, but there's it just not – Yeah, quiet. we root for the Grizzlies. <laughs> we root, <so. laughs> we, listen, we're, we're, from, we're from around Memphis. So, like, there's no – yeah, we get it. We get it. But that's the thing we would kill to have oh an organization God. run that well. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, one of the things that is is always striking to me is, like, you've got a few people, and it's very few people, actually, that are – uh, NBA royalty that are not players and people that have been around for decades and decades that like you will listen to and everything they say is good. And, you know, I, I love the contrasting opinions to this whole debacle. New, and I, new NBA. Yeah, right. it, it's new NBA and it's something that snuck up and it's going to affect everything the next little bit and uh, a little bit back steve kerr gives an interview on this so kerr gets in and you know one of the core things kerr says is is what yeah
1: he, he he gave an interview recently talking about the ad situation he said quote when you sign on that dotted line you owe your effort and your play to the team to the city to the fans and then, once the contract runs out, it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But if you sign the contract, then you should be bound by that contract. And and, and that's the end of the quote. But look, it, it, Kerr comes from the old guard. Okay, they weren't doing that back when he was playing for the Bulls. You didn't see stuff like this. And so... Yeah, look, you could talk to some Oklahoma City people and say, actually, we're okay with the way it turned out, with the way it worked out for us. But Kerr comes from the old school and says, Look, I don't you sign a contract, you play till the end of that contract. Okay? And and that's what you owe to the team and to the organization and, and especially to the fan
0: base. Well it gets back like to the fans. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly what you say. And it's <laughs> you, you know, you see someone signs a contract and you think, I've got this person for this long and then I'm gonna I'm gonna buy tickets for this long and I'm gonna go sit in the seats, good or bad. And I'm going to support this player with the team. And and it's it's a shock. It's it's the whole thing. And it's, you know, when you see something like this, and I, I totally agree with Kerr on this. It, but also, you look at,
3: like I said, you look back at what we're just talking about with the Oklahoma City situation, and you're like, but they played it well. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Kerr's not wrong. He's not wrong at all, but... We're talking about three guys. Three guys that have been up here with A.D. Westbrook and Paul George, and all three of them are on teams that literally are three of the favorites to win a championship next year. Sure. And all three of them, I mean, are legitimate top five teams. Yeah. I mean, agree. like, it's just – how how can you argue against that? If I'm that player, if I'm thinking I've got this contract, I owe this to the city, I owe this to whatever, but I know I have that bargaining chip, that's the end of the story. It doesn't matter yeah. it, it, to them or to to their agent or anyone else. So
2: I think the argument is what you touched on. It's the new new NBA. We're in the transition period and have been for a few years, and it's going to have some buck back. You know, Steve Kerr kind of leading that charge, and I think even more beyond that, people like Greg Popovich and stuff like that lead the charge in that scenario, but it's a player – driven league yeah, and and they are they are driving everything from a business standpoint from a fan standpoint and 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 everything from a financial standpoint
3: that's it i think the fans love it too i I think you either love to hate it or you love it you know what i mean like i mean i think it's interesting i can't stop watching yeah Yeah. it's 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 great and it's fun and it's top of the
0: line news every day on espn exactly well 100 and i think that's the key so you know, getting into the actual discussion of if, like where we're going with this and why you know all the fun setup and, and you know forgive us if the setup was a lot but the, but the, you have to understand the history the big moments that led to this and the big moments are pretty recent because we are just transitioning into what I think we've seen you know sixteen seventeen we've seen in eighteen we've seen transitions into this in a small way but now we're really starting to see everybody embrace sort of this model mm. and I like I said I think the Oklahoma City thing is a big deal but. To really understand what's about to happen in the next year, you have to understand the giant effect that this offseason, you know, coming into 2019, the offseason, what happened in the offseason, we had one of the biggest free agency turnarounds that we've ever seen. But not only that, we had all this free agency turnaround, but then we also have all these guys demanding trades that are big deals. Right. And, you know, from a fan perspective, and let's just let's just really lay this down. From a fan perspective, last year if you happen to be in a small market or you happen to be in a big market that a team doesn't have a star player there are two or three teams that you are definitely going to see those games. 100%. Two or three teams you're going to see those games and that's the, you know, for those teams that aren't selling a lot of tickets, that's huge. Those mm-hmm. two or three games are huge and maybe you get to play that team twice that's big. This year we're in a completely different place because of what happened with free agency but what happened with people demanding trades we have a lot of teams that are you know we have a lot more tickets being sold that's not so much the case in 2020 (laughs) you know and we've got this whole thing where there's this big explosion into interest in the NBA because of what just happened we had Toronto that just took it home and everybody's like well that's new Mm -hmm. that's a big Mm -hmm. deal and now you're getting into what's going to happen free agency in 2020 and what's going to happen because of this, because of what's happening with free agency, you've got a lot of people that are going to say, you know what, there's a lot of money to go grab because there's not so many free agents. And if I request a trade, sure, I'm going to be setting myself up you know, to go play with a team where I get a lot more exposure. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going to set myself up when my contract actually does expire after that trade, where I'm going to be in a great position for free agency the next year. So 2020, I think we got to talk about this, guys. You know, it's... <laughs> It's about from what we had in 2019, Free Agents, which was just amazing, completely changed the NBA, to what's going to happen in 2020, and it's kind of light. Yeah, it's super
2: light, and and, and Nick, I'll let you pick it up, but we pulled this list from The Ringer. Now, if you guys don't follow The Ringer, jump on it immediately. Stop this podcast right now and go check out The Ringer. It's awesome, but Nick pulled this list from The Ringer of 2020 free agents
1: and it's super light. Nick, what what you got? Well, it's extremely light, and you can't talk about it with the, the reason that we certainly feel like you know you know the reason that players may be asking for more trades and teams more importantly may be more receptive to that is it's impossible to talk about how the free agency portion of this past offseason doesn't go hand in hand with the players that were requesting trades. You've got players In free agency and KD and Kawhi that are literally game-changing league-shifting players, right? And so you've got other teams looking to acquire players to try to stay up with that, right? We all heard Kawhi wants to go to LA. We've heard KD wants to go to New York. Yeah, the season's still going on and we can't tamper. But we really need to try to stay out ahead of this thing, right? (laughs) A little bit of different in 2021, or 2020. Now, in 2021, the free agency list is insane, okay? But in 2020, it's fairly light. Now, interestingly enough, at top of the list is Anthony Davis, and I don't think I have to... Uh, say anything in this room but we're pretty sure ad is gonna sign with la we'd hate to see la give up what they gave up and and not see him go back Joe you got thoughts on that
3: man I can tell you right away I think what's interesting is this list seems boring or you know like not near as big I think that's exactly what's different about the NBA I definitely think something crazy is gonna happen. Just like we didn't see Anthony Davis sure. coming, you know. So, like, it's, the projection is, yeah, we don't see what's coming. Something will happen, yeah. For I mean, sure, have we or
2: have we not confirmed Anthony Davis's inclusion in Space
0: Jam? He is going to yes. be in the
2: new Space Jam, guys. Okay, but he'll be in LA another year. But what mark happens? It down.
0: <laughs> what happens if they lose the director on Space Jam and he gets pushed back a year? Yeah. Oh, Does Anthony Davis that stay doesn't there? happen I, in I'm
3: Hollywood? <laughs> ben, <laughs> right? Does I, he get moved back? I honestly think Anthony Davis uh, next year in LA is. You know the favorite i don't think that's anywhere on the upper side of percentage for me like maybe i'm a pessimist with it but i mean i just think he could be on the move that's just my well, personal. How do you opinion. read Anthony Davis now, right? I mean, it, exactly. Yeah, no, we, I mean, yeah. like, who is he? What? It, I mean, I, from a respect level, I, it's not like I dog the guy or think he's a villain of the league, so right. to speak, or whatever. But from a guy that's uh, in a good organization that has a solid team, it's just in a tough league. They're in the West. If they're in the East, they're a top six team, you know, last year. But they're not, and the dudes. Yeah, man in a trade. So I don't know what he wants next year, you know? Exactly. So I, yeah. uh, I think, and then obviously after that, it's not like the list is a huge drop off because the talent's low. But I mean, Anthony is probably the only, you know, maybe Hall of Fame type guy I see up there. Yeah, but game cha- kind uh, of I mean, shifting, league yeah. shifting. Let right. me ask
0: you this is you guys know Anthony Davis. I mean, we've all heard of Anthony Davis. We've heard of Anthony Davis for years. You guys know Anthony Davis. But like the thing that the second he goes to LA, mm. differently, before he even plays a game. Oh, yeah. No, he oh, yeah. plays the game. For sure. Like They've the, got two of the top ten players in the league now. Showtime. The, the superstardom, he goes from someone that I think is a superstar but maybe hasn't shown it yeah. to me anyway. I mean, like he's played, but he's, he's not been in the position for me. Sure. He goes to L.A. Like, I get it. I get why that team might be in the finals right now. And what's
2: crazy is, lest we forget, especially Vegas. Vegas hasn't right. has apparently already forgotten. But what was the injury he's coming back from? yeah is it, that a, is that an acl that he's coming back from? it's not it, what, did, it's, what did he do yeah it's, what's what's the injury he's coming back from anyone anyone bueller yeah i don't
1: Is it? he's is coming it, off of an injury is it an actual injury in new orleans uh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> is he,
0: i'm gonna sit here until they trade me is it a it is that i'm been, not happy with where i'm at it yeah. could have been he's too injury much, prone don't get too, me wrong too much fried seafood right basketball. right exactly, exactly. what it is so you know and, and so we get into this anthony davis is the top of the list and you know, he's in LA and it seems like he's pretty locked. It seems like he's getting pretty happy, you know, depending on how space jam goes, but we get into <laughs> from this point, the list is interesting. Sure. And, you know, so we're not going to go through this whole list of who's available next You know, in 2020, who are the big names for you guys? Well,
1: most of it has been taken up, and it's been taken up within the past month. So Ben Simmons signs a giant extension in Philly. That was really the big question that everybody had is what's going to happen with Simmons. Is this going to work out with Embiid? Is he going somewhere? And then Draymond, right? I mean, Draymond was looking at some big money, especially coming off the playoff run he just had, and was he going to be going somewhere else? And he just signed an extension. And so when you really go down the list, you look at players that you think could actually be leaving uh, you, if you're tearing it out and you're saying, look, Davis is number one, Simmons is number two, well, Simmons is gone. Pascal Siakam is a restricted free agent. Toronto's going to go back and get him. There's no reason that they wouldn't go back and match any offer what that is, and it may be a, a max offer at that time. Andre Drummond's got a player option for $27 million. If you're Andre Drummond, unless there's something I don't remember about Andre Drummond, pretty sure he's going to be making that player option and and making 27 mil next year to play on detroit and hopefully they can be the eighth seed in the playoffs again because i don't see them going any higher than that after that it, you know Montres harrell i mean it's a player that i love but do you get as excited about him as you do Kawhi or kd of course you don't and so you're really looking at what at least right now looks like some some good role players okay they could they could uh, you know they could come off uh, of uh, or not accept their player options. They could come off and come and, and put themselves out on the market. It may be a market that, where they could get overpaid. But what you're talking about is actually quality of player, and it's it's not the same free agency list that it was this past offseason. Right.
3: You compare quality of player with age, though. I mean, like I think of like uh, for instance, Paul George and Kawhi. Like those are guys that are running to that second contract. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons are guys that I know are huge, huge assets. That are still so young. And yeah, he's like twenty five. Yeah, they're they're twenty five <laughs> and under. Yeah. Both of those guys. Whereas I can look at other guys on this list that I think are absolutely pieces I want on my team. But you know, maybe an ACL or an Achilles or something. You know, makes me feel like well, that could end that guy's career. Whereas an Anthony Davis could have a season-ending injury that I still think he's still All Star level next season. He'll be back, you right. know, right. right. And so um, that's a that's a huge piece of it too when you're thinking of a cornerstone of your team in the league for sure. Agreed. Well,
2: and yeah. how many of these guys off of this list? Are going to be able to greatly improve their situation with the way they play this year. I'm looking at a guy like Brandon Ingram, sure, who just just left the Lakers, didn't quite materialize. Has to an the point odd where he's injury,
1: at. I mean, a really odd injury, like a strange yeah. one, right? Yeah. He's yeah. in New Orleans now. He's in we'll New Orleans now, back.
2: in a, in what seems to be at least on paper a phenomenal situation. It's be such a fun league past team. It's oh gonna man, they so going so really to be great tattoos too. I don't Amazing know if you guys tats. have seen. I mean, but what what happens if he all of a sudden becomes a player? Then I think he can bump up to the top. I see. I think I see him rising up towards the top. Yeah. Same
1: thing for Jalen Brown. I mean, if if Jalen Brown gets a giant offer, which isn't outside of the realm of possibility, I mean, the age at Boston is not going to overpay for Jalen Brown? But I think Jalen Brown's got a chance, especially with especially with Kyrie gone now. I think he's got a chance to have a really good year and really get paid some money. But again, you put, <laughs> are, do you put Jalen Brown in the same category as as? Uh, this past offseason is Kawhi and kitty of course you don't know and, and or do you put them in the same category as the 2021 free agents with
0: not even Giannis? Close. okay i not mean even you, you're not doing it and so well th- this gets into our whole vibe it's yeah you know you can judge you can judge the 2020 free agents on the nba of the 2015 2016 and be like that's okay it's pretty solid you judge them on now No. yeah hey, we're yeah. in a completely different league now sure. yeah we've got guys that are superstars and so i the the whole point of this is i mean i can i can actually i mean i can absolutely romanticize the guys and you know that are going to be nba free agents in 2020 but it's going to be light which sets up a really interesting situation and that situation is 100% you're going to have people that aren't happy that aren't well they're happy but they're not they're 80% happy and they want to be 100% happy and they're going to demand that their team trades them and so one of the big things that i you know i i want to actually get into is what is the structure? What are the things? What are the reasons that someone that is a top tier player, or you know maybe even a second tier player, they look at what's going to happen in 2020, they look at the money that's going to be available possibly, and they say, you know maybe I need to, <laughs> maybe I need to demand a trade. Sure. So you know around the room, what are a couple of reasons that you guys think that someone may, you know, decide, hey, I'm I'm, I'm going to get out of here. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, well, number one, it uh, contract, right? Okay, uh, they—if somebody is on a contract, uh, you know, where they've got two years or less, and things clearly aren't going the way, or they—they they clearly don't, you know, they don't see themselves long term. And it's actually something that, let's say, it's a contract that's actually beneficial, right? That they've got some sort of option that they're only getting ten million. That some other team may trade and say, yeah, we can get uh, we can get quite a bit for that. We can get a, give up a pick for that, and actually, what we're getting back you know, isn't that much money, you know? It, it depends on how much they've got left on their contract and what they're getting paid on that contract. So contract, she's Marsh, what do you got?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think contract is absolutely huge. But I also see, especially when I'm looking at that list that we were just looking at, I'm looking at players that are currently either in a couple of different situations. They're on a bad team or what you consider a rebuilding team. Like they're trying to build towards the future. So their contract may or may not make sense to that team anymore.
3: Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Man, I I think sometimes, whether you call it selfishness or whatever, like scheme is big for certain players, whether it's someone that's just got drafted and you think that guy just took my spot or he took my shots or whatever. You know, like Jimmy Butler jumps out at me like he couldn't wait to get out of Minnesota, so I feel like he goes to Philly automatically. Like Everyone's like, oh, he's going to Philly because they're a contender. Really, I think that's his ticket out of town, and then he gets there, and schematically he's like – Man, there's a lot of studs on this team. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, you're totally and then he right. t- he took the second ticket, you know? So yeah. there's definitely going to be that guy that sees himself as, you know, this isn't my coach, this isn't my uh, my way of being my best self. Uh, I mean, the Celtics are a great example, too. You know, like 10, oh, yeah. ten guys that all felt like they're, the scheme was built around Hero the ball. wrong yeah. guy. You and, know? and
1: look, it, and, and to the point real quick on that is, is Philly, too. We thought Simmons was going to be – we thought there was a possibility Simmons could get traded, yes. okay, before he signed yeah. this contract. And how do he and Embiid work together? We've seen it. I mean, in the playoffs, it's, hey, Ben, go sit in the corner. You know, what do you, <laughs> what, what can you do with him? He can't shoot. And so yep. that's that Place of to that, too. Do they fit in the scheme? Uh so three solid reasons.
0: Three yeah, solid sure. reasons and you know, and I just have to throw one in players an asshole. I mean, yeah. You know, that's just it's just a, a person that is up their own ass about who they are and they're not gonna fit in any scheme. <laughs> they think that, you know, the team that they're on is not the place for them and it really sort of fits in. You mean awesome
1: when things. Anthony Davis wore that t shirt that said that's all <laughs> yeah, folks? It's an, it's Does a, it's that a, count? It's a that's all folks That guy. counts. Look, they could they could be great players, but it's it's not liking the situation they're in, and then forcing their way out.
0: Yeah. Uh, n- not taking away from anything, but Anthony Davis's career this year's huge. Oh yeah, oh, he's just calling it. You're oh. calling it right now. I'm I'm i gonna aim for. He's the, calling you know, it. I'm hey, look, I'm you're you, my shot. Wait, are you calling a ring? If no, no. Okay. He, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna tell you, if they don't make it to very late in the playoffs, that guy, no one's gonna talk to about him like they talk about him right now. Well, ever again. Oh, he, well, you guys like heard it
1: I'll here say, first. I'll say this: that you're a PR guy, okay? his his stock as far as 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 what people think of him personally low as it's ever been ever been he's got a lot of work to do and you know what winning helps but but, okay? but he
0: goes and wins and it's a completely different conversation it's true it's true and oh, that's yeah. what i'm saying Th- this year right. this year like i'm like i'm hopeful as a lakers fan i'm hopeful i but i'm like uh, I've seen some things
3: that bother me, but anyways, it we're, all you're,
2: you're worried about the bums are going to be carrying around, <laughs> right? Hey, yeah, I get it. L- L- Leonard
3: did the same thing, and he won a championship. And he's I the King everyone though. looks like he's the King Slayer. He's the man. He's not the he's King the of man. the North.
0: He's the, <laughs> he's the King Slayer. Let's be honest. He's the King of the North. Man. What a sweet. Day. <laughs> well, he, he was King Slayer, King of the North. He's the King Slayer. That guy has taken out some big teams. Anyways, listen. is he the King of L.A. now? <laughs> oh, well, oh that's interesting. Oh. So, and that's a whole other podcast. Oh. So. Now, you know, we've sort of set the stage here, and what we really want to talk about is who are the folks that are actually going to leave? And, and you have some of the reasons why they might leave. You have some of the situations that are, you know, set up to cause them, you know, even more anguish in this decision. But who are some of the big players that, you know, we think are going to leave? And, you know, right out of the gate, uh, <laughs> this is so easy for me. And yeah. you got to go with Chris Paul yeah. and around the room. Yeah, it, it, it's Chris Paul. I mean, look, and
1: it, 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 not only do I think he'll leave, but he's definitely going to ask to leave. I mean, it, the problem with Chris Paul is he's on a team that uh, he's the elder statesman. He's pri- He's got to be the oldest guy on the team unless I'm missing somebody. No, you're going making, out like, on a limb. He's pretty making, far like, there. Am but, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, look, I'm just saying they're young. They're only going to get younger for the next, what, six years, seven years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, they're, and look, he just doesn't fit. If, yeah. if you're Oklahoma City, you've got to be looking for a way to get rid of him if you can. I mean, right? let's be
3: honest though. With Chris Paul, it kind of f- falls under factor four because, like, if you're bringing in a vet, yeah. and we just said it while ago, OKC can afford the contract because they don't have anybody else. Everybody's so if you on got G- a deal, vet right? in, and you're like, okay, we're bringing, yeah, yeah, we're bringing in young talent. And we're gonna, we're gonna have you shape them. Who wants Chris Paul shaping their team? You know right. what I mean? Like that. That's what sticks out to me. So sure. History our, doesn't bode yeah, well. You that. got Mike Conley there finishing out his career, and I'm like, class act of that's the NBA. Really, that's a really good point. I, yeah. I think that you're like, well, we'll pay him yeah. you know, $40 million a year to be the leader, like coach on the floor. But right. Chris Paul, I don't want that for my kids. Sure. Well,
2: and if you were listening to our, to our Heels podcast, you know Chris Paul was a very, very potent part of that <laughs> and for very good reason. Um, but I really feel like that he is a guy that – I would kind of like to see not only flounder in Oklahoma City, but are there other si- potential landing spots for him where he could flounder even more? I actually I'm trying to have see. One. I'm trying to see Chris Paul as a member of the Orlando
1: Magic, <laughs> and I love it so much. I, got, I think I can one up you there because I'm trying to find a way to, to of, of who they could actually trade him for. Yeah, and I'm not sure if the numbers exactly shake out, but I just know it's a young guy on a terrible contract. You guys, tell me if you'd be interested in doing this. Uh, Chris Paul for Andrew Wiggins. So Andrew Wiggins probably – I think Paul's got a uh, – I think he's got a player option in 2021, 2022. And and so uh, let's look here real quick and see what Wiggins' contract is. You
3: know what I think makes that a a real doable trade is I think obviously age is the biggest separation. So if you really think Wiggins is leaving, I think you could take Paul on knowing you have a quality like talent – yeah. That matches Wiggins. If you get a couple of those first rounders, that's what I was going to say. You I'm know? trying to figure out why Minnesota yeah. <laughs> would do that. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no straight up reason to do it. Other yeah. than you just think, well, maybe this personality be better than that one. But so the, how, the, how
1: can how can they possibly pay Cat and and any other well, guys they got the, the, along the, with Chris? Paul? I, the thing is, is is, is Wiggins' contract actually goes in a, a year longer than Paul's, I believe, but it's cheaper. I mean, it, Paul's last year of his contract, which is a player option, which. You know, I'm pretty sure he's going to take. Let's do
2: another pot on the worst contrast. This yeah, one's yeah. way up there, So Jim. Chris
1: Paul Chris Paul, planned for the rebuilding Oklahoma City Thunder. He's going to make 38.5 uh, mil this year, 41.3 mil next oh, year. Oh, my gosh. And he's got a player option the next year for 44.2 Million dollars. That's
2: before state farm money. Just that's want to point that out. Before
1: the state farm Oscar from the office. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Unbelievable. And that's interesting, too. I have who state farm sticking with, Chris Paul or James Harden? I would imagine Harden. Oh,
3: they got to pick which you one, which pick, horse you're going to ride. That's right. Wh- yep. Who's in OKC longer, Billy Donovan or, or you know, Chris Paul? Because I'm getting out of town. <laughs> if I'm running that team. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to coach the. You know, maybe you neither. Know,
1: I think. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a chance they'll ride out done. together?
3: I don't think.
0: I don't think OKC okay, is so not done with this whole movement. I, I mean, mean it look
1: again. The trick. The trick is, I can see Chris asking for the trade, and I can see OKC saying, "Yeah, we know, dude. We're trying.
0: We're trying <laughs> well, to get know, rid of so, him. So yeah,
2: you know what I mean. So you're already talking OKC. Tell us about Stephen Adams. Yeah, what, so th- what's
1: his sitch? Well, another thing with Steve. I, look, I don't know if you guys watched Stephen Adams this past year. I love Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams is kind of but. Also has the game somewhat passed him by. You know, he's he's not a unicorn. I mean, Steven Adams is gonna sit in the post. He's gonna body, and you need that. Don't get me wrong. But there's gonna be mismatches for some teams. Steven Adams is on another contract that's not so great. He's gonna make twenty-five million this year and twenty-seven million next year. Again, for a team that is in the middle of rebuilding and would love to free up some cap space. Man, these guys have good agents. Yeah. Now Steven right.
3: Adams is different from from Paul think- because he's not an insufferable prick. It I was gonna say hard, Adam so. at, This, I mean, this is a compliment, but Adams is a motor guy. I mean, to be paying oh, that yes. kind of money yeah. is worth it when he's the the third or fourth piece on a on a squad. But when he's a cornerstone of your team, that's an unreal salary for a guy <laughs> yeah, to is. play hard and be physical. It and is. to, it, it, I think he sets the physical presence. So
0: yeah. So so let's get back to the point of this. So Stephen Adams demands a trade. Yeah. Where. Where's where's he going? If he if he's saying, I need to move there. What is he the piece? And we have to like project out of the future because there's a lot of things set right now that feel okay. So
1: you know what a good equivalent for him is is this past year's Gasol, right? Okay. And so like, if there are gonna be a team, look. At, it worked out for Toronto. We know Gasol well, but it, it clearly worked out for Toronto. And like, what team is going to be going into the playoffs? Who's like, you know what? We need a big man. We don't have a a legit, a legit yeah. motor At, big
3: man. I think what's interesting is the opposite of Paul Adams is the easiest guy to move, in my opinion. Out of the, I mean, outside like, his contract, yeah, like, right. I mean, his contract's big, but like he he serves a purpose. A contender would want him. It's not an ungodly contract like Chris Paul's. I mean, it falls under the blanket of. Maybe he's a little overpaid, sure. but I think right away the team is happy to move him too. Sure. You know? yeah.
0: Round the horn, best team for Steven Adams. Right, and This is tough, <sighs> right? Like this this is, is without knowing well, everyone's yeah, situation. It's
1: got to be a competing team. Uh, come back to me. Go to somebody else. I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's tough to find a team who needs that kind of center right now. I mean, we, Toronto was a really good example last year.
2: I mean, who's, who, who do the Clippers have playing on their front court right now? Uh, Who's your front court there? They got LA?
1: Trez, but Trez isn't. You know, I mean, Clippers could be a good one if they have the cap space. I could see again, it potentially. So, they're so, paying two guys so a once lot of money, again, you know, for two years. You're sitting yeah. in
0: Kawhiville, yeah. thinking, oh, we had a good season. We're on the way, but we probably don't have everything. And, and I think people, you know, at least I did at first, discounted how important Gasol was to that championship. Yeah, yeah, huge. And maybe, maybe he's huge two games, but that's the difference. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. difference. absolutely. You've got and yeah. so yeah. if you put him. In L.A. Uh-huh. for the Clippers, but maybe you wait a little bit. Like, yeah.
1: This is interesting. problem is you've got two L.A. teams with exactly the same prop. We've we got no picks. Mm-hmm. We've traded away all our picks, and we're paying two guys a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. And, and can we take on 25? And what do we have to give up to match those salaries? Hold on, though. It's the battle for L.A.
0: Yeah. What you what you got to keep in mind is right now both of those teams – like, the Clippers saw a weakness. Yeah. They saw a weakness, what, back in 2015 and they didn't capitalize because of our boy Blake Griffin <laughs> and that that, <laughs> that shenanigans? Yeah. They see it again and this time they're going for the kill. And they, I think that they're estimating that if they can come in and get it done this year, um, going head-to-head with one of the greatest players we've ever seen Yeah, and what many people consider to be the super team, that if they get it done this year. Yeah. And so I, I'll be honest with you. I think that Steven Adams, that's interesting that you all say that, I think that that could be a possibility. I think they could go for it just because it's the battle for L.A. If they could afford him, sure. Yeah, yeah and I mean, you know you yeah. know,
2: bomber wants to make a
3: move like that. Steve, you
2: know,
0: you know he does.
2: God, I, love watching I think those bre- that Adams could fall, on a,
3: he could fall in an injury patch, too. You know, like there's, there's going to yeah. be somebody that we don't know is hurt. And then, you know, like someone that has a little more wiggle room that thought that hey, this is our year to be a contender, you know, like a team like, especially from the East, like an in Indianapolis pops out that right now we're like, whoa, yeah, that team on paper is really solid. So yeah. I like that. Man. So, you know, and just, just
0: as a side, because we're going to be one of the next guys, I think this year is the battle for LA. I think next year is the battle for New York. I think it's going to be one of the. It's going to be two to three of the most interesting between but you between keep Brooklyn, dreaming about that. And, Brooklyn who? and who and then the Yankees. <laughs> but here's I, mean, the thing.
2: I, think, I think he means battle to buy the New York
0: Knicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's what he means. Oh, wow. I think. I but here's here's what's so interesting about LA. You actually have to have two defeat, you know, competing teams, right? Yeah. To to battle for LA, you don't New York. The Knicks are the Knicks.
2: Well, that's a good thing. The Knicks. Are you only Knicks. got one.
0: However, you come in in. You know, two years you win a championship for yeah. Brooklyn. It's yeah. a completely. I don't think we
1: have. I don't think we have any Knicks on the list. But when we talk about the the characteristics <laughs> of players who don't fit the scheme, how do you? If you're the eighth power forward on the Knicks on a two year contract, you're like,
0: I don't know. When am I going? Exactly. Play? Where's exactly. Julius Randall on oh, this yeah. list? To, to, once <laughs> again, the to best, classify. He's this. the best player on the Knicks. That's Literally, I mean. to classify the Bobby Knicks. Portis. Yeah, I have to get into our worst. NBA owners pod and that that's you guys have to listen to it. We'll see that it a one. bit we? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, we've got Chris Paul, we've got Stephen Adams It's to people that are going to be, you know, you yeah, know, let's in a, get off the thunder. In, interesting position <laughs> to demand a trade moving forward. How about, you know, one of my favorite players, uh, Blake Griffin. You know, I just Yeah.
1: You know, what's he doing in Detroit? Well, look, he's making third-team All-NBA, which he seems fine with. He's also this summer been on a lot of yachts with Chandler Parsons. I'm glad those two are buddying up. If you're Blake Griffin, (laughs) you definitely – yeah, that's mean. I don't want to be mean. But, uh, look – Hey, at least Blake earned his money. He did. Look, with Blake, the guy can still ball, okay? He he can still play. The problem is, again, who's going to be able to take on that kind of money, okay? He's making 34 mil this year, 36 mil next year, and he's got a player option the next year – for almost 40 mil yeah. okay I,
3: I, I don't see blake on this list honestly i think he's in the east which he can compete think he wants to stay he, he seems like a he's super happy. yeah he seems you think like he's a, happy in detroit i think he's happy in the east because he's he seems like he's still a contender while he's literally getting to do all these other things that he wants to do whether it's commercials or be a big deal and he can still seem like a big deal
0: joe i think that's a perfect point blake griffin's not out to win championships that's exactly I think he likes
2: opposite. being a big fish in a small pond. That's the way I feel Beautiful. about him. And, and I really I think do.
0: You know, that's the it's thing. Lake Michigan. So, it's so <laughs> we've got him on the list. In what world? In, in you know, let's let's talk about crazy things here because I'm with you. I don't think Blake Griffin's going. I think he loves where he's at. I think he loves the situation. But in what world does he go to a different team? Like, what's the team? What's the situation? Look, he's
1: not going to the Clippers. Okay, yeah, He and Ballmer don't have a good relationship. He's <laughs> not going to the Lakers. They can't afford him. So, L.A.'s out. I mean, you know, maybe a New York team if you want to make a splash. But, again... It, it, both of the New York teams if you're the Knicks maybe, oh that's such a Knicks move that could totally yeah. be a New York I Knicks see it, move I was going to say I see him moving to
3: get paid yeah. but like
1: I well, don't look think, he's going to get paid yeah, I don't he's, think he's, on he's a chasing contract, money though. yeah so
3: i just think from that standpoint like what does he i don't know what he'd be the, chasing the problem is is if yeah
1: and i agree with you because look there's nothing in in Griffin's past that makes me think he's really hard up to win a championship i wish and if it would have been i would have thought that way with the clippers but he's making good money this is probably going to be his biggest contract he, again, third-team All-NBA this year. If he keeps going, maybe he can get paid again somewhere else, but I think he's probably staying in Detroit.
2: Here's a weird one for you. What about the Dallas Mavericks? There's, a, there's an owner there. Who's willing to throw some oh, money he'll around? Going to the tax, no and doubt. He, and oh, he's oh, got he's got a team full of young guys to go along with
1: Porzingis. He loves guys like Chandler Parsons personally, and he's cool with Chandler already. He, he, so you're obviously, you're paying by Chris proxy, Ops. he's you're cool with Blake. Luke is on a good contract for a couple more just years. Just saying, I'm just going to throw it out. there. Idea. I'm just like going to throw it out. I like there. that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting.
0: Um, okay, so moving on from Blake Griffin. How about you know? I just love this guy. Yo, what up, Detroit? No, yeah, uh, okay, so. So, you know, we're talking about Detroit. We have to talk about this guy.
1: Big Andre beat him like a drumman. So Andre got paid. <laughs> Dude, he's so money. He, he's he, such a good player. I, I, and Well, here's the thing. He was a good player for what the NBA was when he got paid, And, and yeah. again, it's the same situation of where he, this is what Andre does. Good. Andre is going to be top of the league in blocks every time he's going to, I mean, he's going to get a ton of rebounds the beast on the board. Yeah. He's going to get maybe, you know, if he puts up 20 points a game, that's great. They're all going to be dunks. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's about it. And so who's going to be looking for Andre that the big deal with Andre and why he could ask for a trade is because this is kind of the last year of his contract. He's got an option next year for 28 million. I imagine he's going to want to take that, but Would somebody be willing to take that on, kind of like in a Gasol situation, to to if they can compete in the playoffs to take him further?
0: So this brings me to it, just a a, something that I want to understand a little more, Um, the whole contract situation. I think a lot of people that are you know watching the NBA um, and they're really it's hard to understand when someone gets signed initially. Yeah. You know, what are they stuck with? You know, as a player. Yeah. What are you stuck with when you sign that second contract? What are you stuck with?
1: Sure. Well, with your Detroit, you're stuck with what the state of the NBA is now, and we've got a, a, we've got a guy who was great f- for what he did when we signed him, but the NBA's changed. We've got uh, Andre can't go out and guard people on the three, okay? And now we've got unicorns. We've got Kristaps Porzingis. We've got big men. We got Jaron Jackson that are going out and shooting threes. Triple J. Yeah, and Andre's going out trying to guard him, and he's not getting rebounds, and also he's getting a three made on him because he's not getting out there quick enough. And so with Andre, it, look, he's going to pull in 27 million this year okay who is going to say again same thing with like the gasol contract which if you win a title gasol took his player option this year i think he's making another 25 mil right around there with toronto which i'm sure they're not happy about but it's worth it yeah it worked if you can get a role player like that uh that you know who's going to help me guard Giannis when Giannis (laughs) is driving in on me in the east am i going to pay that guy am i if, if we can get to a title Am I gonna am I gonna pay that guy to you do that? You can it? show
0: that highlight all day. Yeah. I mean you can show that set of highlights all day and sure. be like, yeah, yeah, come watch this guy. Man, he can't guard Giannis. No. <laughs> no. Come on, let's be right. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Okay, so so we got Andre. uh let let's just jump to it. Yeah. Towns. Carl Anthony Towns was was one of my favorite players to go watch this last year, just to be honest. He's a monster. He was had a great second half of the season. He did. And he, on a team that's <laughs> just yeah. and you know that they the, shouldn't be they shouldn't, they shouldn't be mad they, they it's just so much talent well and this is like the red Sox this year and i love yeah, you i love you oh, I, I know come marshall's, on man. by the way marshall's a big red Sox fan, don't like don't get me started well and i'm not knocking the red Sox, but <laughs> talk about started. a team that is just insanely talented this stupid talent and it's not putting it together and i feel like this is the t-wolves man like what's happened here because i gotta watch the t-wolves and i'm like they've got they've got all the pieces and I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but they got to be doing more than what they did. And so, Towns, what do you think trying to get the hell out of there? Well, he's on a big contract. I mean, he signed a, pretty
1: much a full max. He's getting paid all the way up until, geez, 2024. But, he, look, he's a classic of uh, number one criteria. We're not sure if he's a dick. He could be. He's a Kentucky guy. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> you know, where are they going? Okay, they haven't made the playoffs uh, they're also paying Andrew Wiggins, who, again, when you say they have the pieces, Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be the piece. It was supposed to be these two guys. Yeah, just ask Cleveland. Yeah. Hey, look, you can not you can watch a game and, and not know Andrew Wiggins is out there. It's, right now, he's a giant bust. I really mm-hmm. hope it works out for him. I'd love for it to work out for him, but it's not working out. So he's on a huge contract. Any team would love to have... <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, he's a unicorn. Literally, any team, any team. Nick, okay.
3: I think I think Towns is a great guy to kind of like tell us. We just said he just got paid. Explain to us like what you mean by just getting paid like contracts. I know we understand kind of like the league and how it's set up with contracts. Like explain to us a little bit because I know he just went into contract two. Tell everyone else what that means.
1: Well, he got paid. I mean, it, it, when you go into contract two off your rookie option, he's, you know, he's he's getting what we call max money. Okay, and and for him, it's it's right around hovering about thirty million a year. It's guaranteed. It's coming to him, and it's long term. Yeah, right. Okay, injuries or not, they've got insurance policies for these things. Right. Thank God for Washington and so he. And so Law, he's,
3: but. because he's drafted by Minnesota. They can offer him more money, more years. Exactly, and so yeah. a guy that's literally coming off his rookie contract may want to get the heck out of a it, Minnesota. Sure. but look, it's guaranteed. You're money. literally looking right. at that last year that no other team can offer you might be a $30, $40 million year. Exactly. Hurt or not hurt. Look, or and that's, that's
1: the reason that the the CBA rules are set up like this, right? Because you look at people like Boogie. <laughs> it didn't exactly. work out. It's, it's the complete opposite. Boogie taking chances. I'm going to go sign one year and go and say, then I'm going to get paid. That's going to be my contract. It can all
3: change. It can right. all be taken away from you in a minute. And, and league sources basically say, like, once a guy signs that contract, then that's where they really enter this list. I yeah. mean, once that guy signs the life-changing money, that's where the guy says, all right, now, do I want to win championships? Do I want to be in a big market? Do I want to go where I'm the man? Sure. Is that where I want to fit in the scheme? So a lot of guys will sacrifice until yeah. they get this contract. You've got your tacit, tass- yeah. yeah got these your are the response. guys yeah. that enter for us.
1: Yeah, you've, you've got your response there from Towns. Now, look, I think I, I can't speak for Carl Anthony Towns. I think everybody thought Wiggins would have started to blossom by now. And again, look, we've seen it. If you've got two really, really good players you can compete in this league. Okay. Wiggins was supposed to be the other guy because by the way, Wiggins is getting paid too. They gave Wiggins a big, big contract as well. It's not working out. Right. And so the reason that we think Carl Anthony towns could ask for a trade is because how long do you not want to make the playoffs in the prime of your career?
0: All right. Yeah. So we, we've been through it. We've been through kind of our top guys. Um, we've got Chris Paul, we got Steven Adams, we got Blake Griffin, we've got Andre Drummond, we've got Carl Anthony towns, you know, kind of what I want to hear from you guys is around the horn. Uh, who do you think is the one? And if you have a if you have an honorable mention in here, feel free to throw them out. But you know who's the the number one pick that you think is going to definitely request a trade early? And you know, couple sentences why?
1: Sure, mine's Devin Booker, and it's because Phoenix is just, for lack of a better it's an term. honorable mention, yeah, nice. and an absolute shit show. Okay,
0: Devin Booker <laughs> is a prolific
1: scorer. Look, he's not he's not he's, he's, he's a thing, swinging yet. gate he's not going to play defense, but look, there's a guy in Houston who doesn't play any defense, who's a prolific scorer, who we would all agree is one of the, one of the better players in the league. Okay. And and so so, I'm not ready to agree with that. (laughs) All right. You stay over there. Look, Devin Booker, he's on a big contract, but Phoenix is going nowhere. I
0: think he could be asking for a trade. Devin Booker, Marshall, who you got?
2: I got to look at a guy like Bradley Beal. I want to know. I mean, so much is tied. I think, unfortunately for Beal, I think he'd get paid so much more had the John Wall injury not happened Yeah, because I kind of see every team looking at him thinking, I probably have to take a Wall-type scenario with him. Yeah which sucks for every team it's because, the only way
1: Washington can do it.
2: And if we're talking about terrible contracts, we're talking about Chris Paul. John Wall is probably even worse than his. Yep, that is right. a terrible terrible probably contract. Probably worst contract in the NBA. Awful, yeah. but it really sucks for Beal and I'm interested to see because I think Beal is a guy that could go to somebody in November who's really looking for that next piece mm-hmm. and and really make a difference on a on a playoff contending team. Sure,
0: beautiful
3: show. Uh for me, I'm going with LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't even think he's disgruntled, but he's always been a guy that speaks his mind. I think him being a solid organization probably keeps him a little more quiet than what he might be somewhere else. But I think the biggest thing is he's expressed interest in going to the Blazers. He, you know, the Blazers are a contender. It's his a hometown, sense. right? Yeah. It's the same, right? Yeah. yeah, and he and he's been there. So I, I, I think, think he it,
1: had a little bit of a. I think he and uh, and and Dame had a little bit of a squabble, but I think they're over that now. Yeah, uh, you know, time I mean, heals all wounds,
3: I guess. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. It took him definitely an adjustment period there in San Antonio, and I think he was probably thinking. Maybe I was better off you know, working things out sure. before I left. So I don't think he's necessarily disgruntled. But I think that's a – I mean, he's expressed interest in going back. And I think while they're a contender, yeah. I think he probably wants to do that sooner than later. And the, I
1: think they'd welcome him back
2: too.
3: Oh, the, yeah. the,
1: the thing to remember now and the reason that we're having this discussion is, is look, the, the AD stuff was crazy. We thought we had never seen anything like it on the return and then you turn around a few months later, and I've never seen anything like it on the Paul George return. right? So especially, (laughs) let's say, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, who's on a little bit of a shorter contract. If you're these teams and you're not going anywhere or you're competing for the eighth spot in the playoffs, why would you not look to get this type of deal? Absolutely. And
3: the Pelicans are being... Completely overlooked with the trade in my mind because of Zion. I mean, I think that if they don't get the number one pick in the draft, we're still talking so much about what they just got in return. All these young guys, yeah, He's just stealing the show, and it's a fantastic problem to have. No one's upset about it. I can't wait to watch the Pels this year. I mean, it's like watching, it's like going to be watching that uh, rookie game versus a sophomore game, except they're all on the same team. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. It's like a lot of young talent,
0: so a lot of honorable mentions, which I think is important to mention those guys because, yeah. I think very much uh, every one of them. I'm gonna go with Stephen Adams. Uh, yeah, just because I want to see him go to the Clips. I think that would be amazing. Like that's <laughs> one of those. If things.
1: they can figure out how to make it work, it could be fun. Look, that's the thing though. If you're, let's say, if, if you're in the West, right, and you're look, look. I think Vegas odds have got both LA teams at the top, right? Yeah, I think so. And so, who who do the Lakers have at center? It ain't Boogie anymore. It, it you could say it's Anthony Davis, but it may be JaVale McGee. I would take Stephen Adams versus JaVale McGee. Okay, Absolutely. if you could, if you can make that work, and so. Yeah. I mean if it, again, they probably have to have a third team in there to make the finances work, but it could it could
2: work. And that that, that team in LA for the Clippers is gonna be predicated on defense. Yeah. And Steven Adams is a solid money defender. I like so that. we're calling it right mm-hmm. now. It
0: battle for LA. <laughs> battle for LA. <laughs> it's a battle for LA this year, and whether any of the any of the two teams in LA actually win this thing mm-hmm. this year, um, there's going to be a power struggle there, and I think that is one of the most interesting storylines out there. And I think that you know, I don't think in the next couple months when the NBA, you know, when the season starts, we're going to see much. Yeah. But I think as we get close to the trade deadline, you guys are going to see some amazing stuff. And I don't, I don't know that it's going to be Steven Adams, but sure. I, I love that. I think yeah. that's you know, that's interesting. I don't yeah.
1: sleep on Golden State, baby. They don't need any. Trades. Oh, I, no, I'm no, not. I'm not on, like, chip I'm on their I'm telling
0: shoulder. You, it's going to be, and I, that's what I love about Golden State is it's like. They just love making LA look bad. Yeah, it's and like it's you, you guys.
3: You guys think the CBA is like the California Basketball Association? Is there is there another group of teams <laughs> yes. out there? Because these are the three teams vying I for it right It's true. Yeah, their
0: real estate
1: is just lovely.
0: I, I like didn't hear anybody talk about the
2: Kings. Up. What happened there?
0: Oh yeah, it's what it is. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you listening right now? Who do you think is going to be the first person to really shake things up this year? Who do you think is going to be? The person that is our next big uh, storyline and changes completely the way the NBA is working because they're leaving early and they're shaking things up. Uh, What weird surprises do you expect? What what do you think is going to happen this year, Uh, especially, you know, first few months? It it, it could totally happen if you're really paying attention to what's going on, but especially around the trade deadline. Around the trade deadline, you know, big moves, especially with what's coming up next year with free agency. Like, what's going to happen because there are some teams right now that they either win the championship this year or it's a failure, period. And so what surprises do you expect? So tell us at UpshotPodcast.com. Go in. We're going to have the show notes there. You can download uh, everything uh, that we've got. You can listen to this. But you can also go see all the research that we did for this because we tend to do a lot of research when it comes to these podcasts. But more importantly, tell us you know where we're wrong. Tell us where you think we're right. Tell us what you think is going to happen in the next little bit. And, of course, subscribe to the Upshot Podcast on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Hope that you've enjoyed uh, this edition of the Upshot Podcast, and we look forward to hanging out with you next time. Of course, every single week we break down the biggest moments in the NBA and why they matter now. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time you've been listening to the upshot nba podcast if you like what you heard make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new upshot episode every week
3: and make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening